0: hi thanks so much for tuning in to mom boss chronicles my name is jen this is sue and this is danielle we are three moms that work together in real estate and are good friends and here to talk to you about fun topics the good the bad the ugly of mom struggles real estate and other fun stuff so make sure to subscribe to listen to more
1: Welcome back to Mom Boss Chronicles. We are joined today by a special guest, Ashling Linehan. Thank you. She, uh, yes, uh, she is the owner of Paragon Pelvic Health um, with your husband, right? Yeah. Okay, so she focuses on pelvic floor health. I saw diastasis. I mean, there's so much actually that goes along with it. I think that we think it's just one. Thing, but it's mm-hmm. really a myriad of, of things that are happening after birth or due to separation. First, how did you get into this line of profession?
2: Yeah,
3: great question. So I've been a pelvic floor therapist for 14 years, actually. Wow. Yeah. And at the beginning, there were they were far and few between. We mm-hmm. really oh. couldn't find yeah. that many people that treated pelvic floor. And when I went to grad school for physical therapy, I was a competitive figure skater. So my intention oh. was to do sports medicine and athletics and then we had a chance to elect a clinical and one popped up that said pelvic floor therapy and nobody in the class wanted it. And I just kind of got curious, you know, was it because it was challenging or because it was something different? So I looked into it and I thought, you know, I think I can handle the challenge and kind of go and try it out. And from the second I started, I loved it. You know, you spent a lot of one-on-one time with women that were very vulnerable and had a lot of different things going on and I felt as though you're making a big difference in their life with things that really matter, you know, like painful intercourse, uh, constipation, leaking when they're coughing, sneezing. Like these are big quality of life things. Oh God, and I have like all these symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> so many people do. You're not alone. And I just felt that there was a lot of value added. And so I, I still feel every year I'm learning and getting better at what I do. Mm-hmm. And that just makes it that much more.
1: Yeah. It seems like uh, an area that, right, like is expanding. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I'm seeing more uh, pelvic floor professionals. I've never, I never heard of that at all. I mean, I only had my son at five, he's five and a half, right? So that's not that long Mm -hmm. ago. And I never heard of that before. And I really wish that kind of jumping off of our previous, um, you know, and, and what we did, our previous podcast and that, like, I wish that my OB was like, Hey, here's a list of pelvic floor professionals mm-hmm. that you can go to after and I had you should, diastasis. Yeah. I had no idea what that was. No one ever talked to me about it. I still just looked pregnant. Mm-hmm. And when I went for a follow up visit, the doctor's like, Well, you'll feel better when you lose weight. Yeah, that's not really yeah. right. And, yeah. and I felt like such shit after that, mm-hmm. you know, and then finally I started doing my own research and I'm like, oh, I think I have this. I went to a physical therapist, not a mm-hmm. pelvic floor specialist, because mm-hmm. I didn't still did not know that that existed. She helped me out. But, you know, um, I just appreciate that you took the chance on this and you're going to help so many other people. Like you're, you're saying you have <laughs> some of your own. <laughs> so
2: <history>. so yeah. <laughs> yeah. it started because I've been having like pain. Like, ovary pain, Mm, like, on the right side. Well, we'll chat more about this, (laughs) but my OB was like, let's try pelvic floor. We did, like, an ultrasound, everything was Was this after, before baby? After June. Okay, so after two kids. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember if I had it at all before her, but definitely since then. And, amongst other things, I mean, forget it. I can't sneeze without peeing but my pants. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so she's like, all right, let's try pelvic floor PT. I went a few times, but the baby was like brand, brand new. Oh. So I'm like, ha- I can't keep going. I went like a few times and it probably mm-hmm. would have helped had I continued going. And maybe I will revisit this now that <laughs> I'm thinking about it again. But so funny. I didn't know what to expect mm. when I went. So... I go in the room, I'm talking to her, and then she's like, all right, are you comfortable, you know, undressing from, like, the waist down? And I'm like, why do I have to undress from the waist down? Like, I thought this was going to be, like— Exercise. Just exercise, like. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, sure, yeah. And <laughs> it was not—like, expe- I had no idea what to expect. No one even told me. No one you. Know? Prepped you, you no know? one prepped me. So, I mean, it was fine, and I was comfortable with her, so yeah. it was fine, but— I'll let you.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I try when people call. I I try to look at
2: the barriers to get people in the
3: door, you know. So first is addressing all of the OBGYNs, trying to explain to them, you know, the benefits. Yeah. You know, how it can help their patients and to just give a reference list of local people that are available. Uh, I treat a lot of the local OBs. So they're obviously easier to convert, you know, to tell their patients. (laughs) But there's still a lot of people that say, you know, they didn't hear from anybody at their um, Mm six-week checkup. What a shame. Um, and then if I do get a call, because so that's one barrier, right? Not hearing about it at all. And mm-hmm. then the other is if they get the referral, because often they'll fax it to me too, and I call them, it's hard to convert for the first visit. Mm-hmm. Um, because maybe their OB has told them, you know, you do have to get changed. A good quality pelvic floor exam will involve like, you know, the therapist using their gloved finger to assess the three layers of muscle in both the vaginal opening and the rectal opening. Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. So that doesn't sound like an appealing that toothache. Part, right? you know, like, <laughs> I get, it. That I I get it. the second part. Uh, but
0: yeah. <laughs> is really, the oh, a dermatologist. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. You, can't, you do expect that from your… GYN or your OBGYN. Mm-hmm. But you're not always ready for your pelvic floor therapist. Mm-hmm.
0: But Is that important, I guess, for
3: you guys to assess?
0: It is. You yeah. know, and
3: uh, there are some therapists that say, oh, they don't do an internal assessment. But then they really don't know what they're treating. Yeah. It, really, it really is important. You know, when you right. can look at the vast array of what's going on in the pelvic floor, you can't just base it on the symptoms. Like, you could have stress incontinence because you have a very tight pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. But you could also have it because you had some tearing during delivery. And now the urethra doesn't have have a secure backboard up against the pubic bone. And if you don't know that, what are you treating? Right. Mm, you know, it. so it's important. You yeah. know, it's not random. Making it a best guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. making your best right. guess. And too much of that already happens, you know, in women's health. Like, oh, I think that you, is the truth. Yeah, yeah. The more you know about your bodies, I really try to focus on empowerment mm-hmm. and trying to make my patients independent in their care. So the more they know about what's going on, the more dedicated they're going to be to the treatment mm-hmm. and then the more they can do on their own right at home and to your point with the baby it is really hard postpartum like i always invite people to bring their babies with them you know mm-hmm. we have rooms they bring sound machines whatever That's, they yeah. want you know but it doesn't always work out for the mom it could be crying the whole time and yeah. then it's more stressful right, for right. the mom than it is therapeutic right right yeah how long
0: does the session last?
3: About an hour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So especially the first eval, you know, maybe an hour and 15 and then Yeah, which is good. So
0: you guys take your time to really assess and – Yeah, you got to get –
3: there's a lot that happens, you know, especially people that have had multiple children and, you know, you're going through the deliveries. It's important to ask how long were they in labor, Mm -hmm. how long did they push for, Mm -hmm. you know, was there an episiotomy or was there a tear that occurred on its own? You know, there's – and sometimes it's the first time they've really – Thought about these things. or recollected this, you (laughs) know. I kind of thought that would happen. I'm thinking back. I'm like, wait, what happened? I know. I was just thinking that
1: too.
3: Yeah. I I thought, like, back to my six week postpartum visit, and you kind of want to relive the experience with the doctor that delivered you. It's not, it's usually not your doctor, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that often doesn't happen. They just don't have the time built into their schedule, you know? So I I remember being prepared, like, oh, we're going to talk about this and this, and that just never happened. Yeah. There was no talking. Well,
1: that's what, like, we were talking about too the fourth trimester. Mm It's after you have your child and just, Okay. Well, moving on and and yeah, and you you may you may not even be seeing the same doctor that delivered your child. Right. It's hard to have that rapport, that mm-hmm. deep conversation.
3: Um. Yeah. And ACOG is trying to do something about that. Like they've ACOG is the, you know, academy of the OBGYN. They're trying to address this fourth and recognize this fourth trimester. Oh, and awesome. increase the frequency of visits. But yeah. then it will take time for people to then implement the changes. Oh, right. But it's
0: good to know that's a conversation.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like people sometimes they feel like all hope is lost, but honestly, I feel like there's so many positive changes. Even the fact that there's more pelvic floor therapists, yeah. more people talking about it, you know, rising tides, rise all ships. It's only gonna yeah. help everyone. I like That in the end,
1: do you so you you probably see mostly
3: postpartum. Yeah, I would say it's a mix actually because you know we have some universities near us. um, So I see a lot of pelvic floor muscle spasm, Mm -hmm. dyspareunia, painful intercourse. They've their whole life never been able to put in a tampon, tolerate a speculum exam, and then they get to college and they want to have a speculum exam to maybe do whatever kind of testing they need Mm -hmm. to do, and it's unbearable, and they feel as though the pelvic floor muscles are a closed vault.
1: Okay.
0: So
3: I get a lot of referrals for those. You know, that's a different end of the spectrum. didn't even
0: realize I that. I never, that. Yeah. yeah. But that's something you could do, floor could help with. But Absolutely.
3: That, yeah. The traumatic part is that people don't know and they live with this thinking they'll never yeah. be able to have sex. They'll never be able to or have children. The, yeah. Or tolerate a GYN exam mm-hmm. to get even like STD testing. Right. These things that are important in college, you know. Yeah. Um, So that's one part of it. And then I see a lot of pregnancy, sciatica, piriformis pain, glute pain, abdominal pain, and then the postpartum stuff that pops up, the leakage, prolapse. That's where you have tissue that ends up coming out of the vaginal opening, you know, and people aren't always aware to look for that after. They've had huh. a baby either, but that's an issue too. Wow.
0: I didn't even know that happened. Yeah, does, does your OBGYN, I guess, diagnose that? or
3: Yeah, the, the specialists in prolapse are really the urogynecologists, okay. but you would have to be referred there probably from your OBGYN. Hmm. So let's say you came in after having a child, you're at your six-week visit, and you're saying, in the shower, I feel this bulge coming mm-hmm. out of my vaginal opening. It doesn't feel right. Like I can kind of push it back in, but it pops out when I try to have a bowel movement. Um, I feel it in the shower then your OB would assess, you know, they would take a look and feel, is it coming from the top of the vaginal opening or the bottom? Mm -hmm. And they'd give you a general idea of it's, you know, coming from the bladder or the rectum, cystocele or rectocele, or maybe even the uterus, like a uterocele coming straight down. And then they may refer you to a urogynecologist or pelvic floor PT. Wow. Mm -hmm. So research shows grades 1 and 2, which means that bulge comes just to the opening, do really well with pelvic floor PT, Grades three and four, which are beyond that opening, you know, you can imagine it's kind of hanging out. They're really surgical candidates for the urogynecologist. My
1: gosh, what else do women have to deal with? Like, I
3: just, I can't, I cannot. Yeah. It's wild. I have that feeling every time I'm evaluating some (laughs) postpartum, like the things we go through just Mm -hmm. to keep procreating. Right, to
1: give life. life. It's wild. Would you recommend to any, you know, pregnant women right now to kind of, Go to a facility like yours to start, you know, doing different things to get their body strong enough to give birth to yeah. that postpartum. Yeah, that's a great
3: question. Yeah. So absolutely. I'm 32 weeks myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as much as you'd want to, I can't treat myself. So I go to pelvic floor PT. Okay. okay. Yeah. I noticed when I got a really bad cough, you know, that cough that was going around where yes. everyone was coughing for six weeks. Yeah. I'm, I'm leaking, you know, and I'm treating patients during the day. You know, this is not a good look to be right. a pelvic floor. <laughs> just leaking. It's bad for business. So <laughs> I went and saw a friend of mine who's a pelvic floor PT, and it's really been great. I'm mm-hmm. noticing a huge difference. You know, I'm more continent when I sneeze and when I cough. Right. We work on alignment positions to optimize pelvic position for head down baby perineal stretching so you're actually stretching out the perineum to help decrease the risk of tearing that's awesome you guys can do that yeah it's really helpful and I try to teach patients to do it on their own you yeah. know if you have a big growing belly and then you're in the shower you can reach from behind hmm. that finger can be right up against that posterior fochette and then you can kind of do that little circle mm. motion to stretch it, to stretch it. Yeah. research shows that That's if so you cool. do it before your first birth it is effective in decreasing wow. the risk I of wish care. more people knew this <laughs> Right. Well, That's yeah. just, just
1: another you know just more information that, is that awesome. isn't readily shared Yeah. you
3: know I, I think
1: um, and this is no disrespect to the medical community but it would just be nice for you
2: know this to be talked about yeah. at initial you know meetings with your ob and but it all comes down to money right like we were just talking about the ob's aren't being paid enough so they're spread too thin and mm-hmm. they don't even have the time to like, right. do all these things it's hard it's a huge problem there's in our area specifically there's less and less people that are delivering they're dropping
3: the ob title and they're just switching to gyn because wow. yeah think about it i mean What we were talking about earlier, like the trauma with OB, things that can go wrong, the risk. I mean, the call. Like, I admire, you know, these OBGYNs because they have such a high stakes. Right. Difficult job. They're really put between these like corporate companies and their patients uh-huh. and they're smushed in the middle. Yeah. And they get seven minutes a patient right. and they may come in with a lot of dynamic, complex problems, mm-hmm. you know? So that's mm-hmm. always my pitch too is like, I actually have the time to sit and talk mm-hmm. about all these physical yeah. things that are going on and then I know I can contact you with any concerns. Right. But that's usually my plea for referrals. Like, yes. you know, do yeah. refer these patients when they need something. Like, you don't really have the time to sit and talk about stretches to do for your piriformis or or what to do for mm-hmm. your tailbone page? L- like, right. I-
0: Send them to me. <laughs> Send them to me. Yeah, right, exactly. exactly. Would if you say right. well, everybody should go see a pelvic floor? If you're pregnant, like, would you recommend every pregnant woman?
3: Yeah, that's my recommendation. I don't think everyone needs a course of care, mm-hmm. you know, but at least check in once, right. you know, somewhere yeah, between enough. your second and third trimester. I would have loved to have done that. <laughs> yeah, it really, I it's know. super Sciotic helpful. Yeah. yeah. There's countries like France where it's six weeks of postpartum pelvic PT is just included for everyone. Oh, my God. Yeah. so cool. Everyone. It's just part of their care. Um, the care. And their health system kind of allows for things like that a little bit more. You know, we're so divided with different health groups Mm -hmm. and, you know, it has its advantages, of course, but them being more of a one universal system, they can implement things like that. Easier. That's awesome. But a lot of people have these benefits available in America. They just right. don't know it. Yeah. So that's, They're not. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So I try to tell people, like, you actually have coverage, mm-hmm. you know, And when they call. And they think they might have to pay out of pocket. I mean, some people do. But right. some people also have yeah.
1: coverage yeah. for
3: these services. I would say, I mean,
1: even if you did have to pay out of pocket and it does
3: work for you financially, it just seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. that it's worth it, mm-hmm. you know, especially if it saves you down the line from having issues. Right. Yeah. 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 And you know, moms like as soon as they
2: have the baby, it's all about. That's it. Yeah, we were just so, talking about this. Uh-huh. It's so true. You're uh-huh. you're so like true. forgotten about. Totally and, forgotten um, about. I don't know. Maybe you can give your advice on this too. So we were just talking to an OB, and I know a lot of OBs are clearing patients, postpartum patients, for exercise around three to four weeks. With my first, it was six weeks. With my second, it was three to four weeks, and I'm right. like, I'm still bleeding. How is this? Even possible that I'm being cleared. and um my sister actually is a um, doula uh, a doula, mm-hmm. and um my got personal trainer. so, and works a lot with postpartum women. and she will say, don't run until you're 16 weeks postpartum and absolutely so I'm just curious what yeah. your take is on all of that and yeah that's a big part of the
3: population that will call for pelvic floor PT like I'm cleared for exercise and the first thing I did is go back to running and I'm leaking and there's so when I think about like my plan to get someone back to running, there's just so many steps involved mm-hmm. like we're testing all the small muscles we're testing the single leg squat we're making sure they can get up from the floor without bulging like there's just so many things that we're looking at mm-hmm. that I can't imagine one person could feel like, oh, I'm just going right. to right. all of
1: a sudden. Like, you yeah. built a human. Your body yeah. completely changed, but I'm just right back.
3: Right. Yeah. But I get it. It's like mentally you need the reprieve. You yep. need like that exercise relief, mm-hmm. but there's just, if you follow the right steps and really build your way up, you're going to have like a better success. Mm-hmm. And not everyone's goal has to be running. Maybe you just want to participate right. in a Zumba class or uh-huh. you want to be able to go to yoga or uh-huh. what yeah. have you. So I try to tailor you know, these programs based on what patients' goals are. Right. Right. Um, as most, I think, pelvic floor mm-hmm. PTs do. But, yeah, 16 weeks sounds much more realistic. Right. And even as a pelvic floor PT, it took me six months to get back to running. Like, wow. And I know everything about – you know, not right. everything. I know a lot about exercise right. and a right. lot about building up all the glute muscles and the pelvic floor and the core so that everything works together mm-hmm. like a nice – Yeah, key. right. So it's
2: just – It's unfortunate.
3: I'm like, why? Why? Why is this happening? Yeah. (laughs) They're they're basically saying you're medically safe. You know what I mean? Like, you're medically safe, but it's a – I think it takes – the physical therapist or the pelvic floor physical therapist or occupational therapist to then assess you and see where the impairment and the imbalance is and what can we work on to get you where you want to go. Can you
0: explain, I guess, what the pelvic floor muscles encompass and like
3: what they are? Absolutely, yeah. So there's three layers to the pelvic floor muscles. Uh, I like this model here. I don't know if everyone will be able to kind of see because the red striated tissue shows you muscle. Uh, and a lot of people don't realize that there is no bone between the tailbone and the pubic bone. So oh. everything that hold, or yeah. is holding you up from the bottom, right, is just muscle. Muscle. Wow. Yeah. Fascia, know. of course, too, but there's mm-hmm. no bony support system there. Huh. So you can see the most superficial layer here. It's almost like a figurator on the vaginal opening and then the rectal opening. This area is where most of the tears happen mm. during vag- yeah. vaginal delivery. And then as you get deeper... Into the first layer, uh, it's more sphincteric support. Mm -hmm. So if you think about the order, you'll have the bladder and the urethra coming out. So the pelvic floor muscles are a big part of continence that way because they need to push that urethra up against the pubic bone Mm -hmm. when you're finished urinating. Mm -hmm. Then you have the vaginal opening um, where you need to be able to allow the baby to come out. Mm -hmm. But then after that, then pull back up so you're not having symptoms like prolapse, Mm -hmm. bulging, all these things. And then you have the rectal tissue in the back, which is supposed to keep you continent of feces and gas, which is also an issue sometimes postpartum. So you have to be able to relax to let stool out. Mm-hmm. And then you have to be able to contract after right. in order to keep things in that you don't want out.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty big deal, you know. Uh, so pretty say, important. Like explaining it like that, it really – I'm wrapping my head around <laughs> right. how – intricate you know and how much
3: happens after delivery and then yeah the impact on your body (laughs) yeah and what, one myth is that people only need pelvic floor therapy if they've had a vaginal delivery. Yeah. But for C-sections also, I mean, that's your nine months, the mm-hmm. weight of the baby mm-hmm. and all these changes, you know, maybe 30 pounds or what have you, pulling straight down right. on that pelvic floor. Yeah. And then, you, you know, there's an incision through the front through many layers. The baby comes out. And then this pelvic floor often kind of goes into spasm. Yeah. You know, so they're left with symptoms of stress incontinence too, mm-hmm. but just for a different reason. Yeah. had a C-section. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And lot. I thought about that, too, because, like, obviously sometimes sneezing, I'm like, oh, no, is this going to... Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but I didn't ha- I didn't give birth vaginally. Right, mm-hmm. right. So
3: your your problem would actually be really easy to treat for a okay. pelvic floor therapist because mm-hmm. you probably, you know, most likely have tightness. Yeah. And so if you can mobilize these muscles so that they can relax, mm-hmm. you know, a bicep that's here can contract much better than one that's already up here. Yeah, yeah,
1: that makes they sense. They can
3: relax and then they can right. fully contract.
2: Huh. Okay. So it wouldn't take long for you to feel better. Right. So... Now. Random question. Um, Looking at this little model here, Um, being that there's no bone, say someone broke their pelvis in a car accident or whatever, would they be a candidate? I mean, I can only imagine if that shifted everything, all the muscles would be – Absolutely. Like – Crazy, right? I can think of a patient that had a bad
3: fall and had a pelvic fracture Mm. and then needed a lot of pelvic floor PT Mm. because you have nerves that run through the pelvis. And any time there's trauma, you can have muscles that then go into spasm and create squeezing points around those nerves, which Mm. which can give you that burning neural pain. Mm. Um, So the pudendal nerve has branches in the pelvic floor that can make it extremely uncomfortable to sit, to urinate, to have intercourse. So they... Would need a lot of pelvic floor PT. Wow! Well, and
2: yeah. is that something that is recommended by doctors? Are you seeing that, or is that a missed, you know, kind of thing too? If I someone find breaks their pelvis. People have to find
3: it often on their own. I don't yeah. know. You know, I don't totally know. It's. Right? Not, I don't think it's standard. Like, okay, you broke your pelvis and you know now you're going to get pelvic floor pt instead of regular pt because they also need the regular pt you know right. like they're learning to walk again after right. they've been sitting for so long but the people who have found me i feel as though they've dealt with some chronic pain mm-hmm. and then they go on a search yep. to try to figure yeah. out how to get better and then they find pelvic floor pt that's
2: my experience uh-huh. well that's so good to know too i mean hopefully no one here yeah. is going to break a pelvis right. but i mean yeah god forbid that's So good to know it's not just for women or it's, you know, not just postpartum or yeah and you mentioned your husband also is a pelvic floor pt so he is not he's like an orthopedic and sports
3: physical therapist so in our practice we have um like multiple disciplines like we have acupuncture chiropractic physical Physical therapy occupational therapy oh i love that and so i run like the pelvic floor component he takes care of everything yeah Yeah.
2: okay i was gonna (laughs) say okay got
3: it yeah all right i think there are some males out there now used to never be a thing but now there are a few males out there who do pelvic floor mm-hmm. PT, but I don't personally know any. Got it. So how would it work if the patient was a male? Yeah, so that's a great <laughs> question. I, I personally actually do have a good amount of male patients huh. because not, not a lot of pelvic floor PTs feel comfortable treating males. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I think I got into – I originally was like, I just want to work with women. Like, that's mm-hmm. who I identify with. Yeah. I feel like they need so much help. But these cases kept popping up where nobody was available to help these guys wow. and a lot of sitting pain. So I'm yeah. like, all right, I'll give it a go. And um, honestly, it's pretty easy. They're usually just super restricted, tight rectums, you know, wow. that's giving them testicular and penal pain. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, and they've dealt with this for a long time. They can't find anybody to help them. I didn't even know if it happen oh, for okay. a
1: man. Me neither. I'm sure they're not talking about it. Yeah.
3: Right? No, Correct.
0: Absolutely. Until it gets to yeah. the point where it's probably so unbearable. Right. Or... Unbearable. Yeah.
3: But I'm... one thing I have noticed is like women will suffer, you know, oh. like they'll kind of say, mm-hmm. they'll grin and bear this as part of child. Birth mm-hmm. and this and this, but as soon yeah. as a male has penal pain, they are on every Google search and oh, are my to God. figure out yeah. what's going on, yes. you know. I can't use my
2: penis. <laughs> yeah. exactly.
3: It's very important, you know, to them. So it's they are motivated to get better, you know. That's so, do so they want funny. the rectal exam? Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they come in that first day and they are just like absolutely dreading it. But when they realize uh, that their uh, symptoms are better after then stretching out all of the pelvic floor muscles, they're motivated to see through the plan of care. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So interesting. <laughs> how
1: is um, running a business with your husband?
3: Yeah, that has its challenges. Yeah. It's like a whole other podcast. <laughs> I feel we've gotten better. It's been five years that we've been open. And as we've grown, we've been able to divide tasks yeah. more. And that just works a lot better mm-hmm. than two people working. On um, the same, on the same yeah. thing. You know, like I had this idea of how I want my pelvic floor program to be and – you know, my husband's not a pelvic floor therapist, right. so when he puts his, you know, business-minded input on it, you know, I don't really want to hear it. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like, it's like you say in your lane. I say exactly. in my lane. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's really that's a common theme of other couple mm-hmm. business owners we've heard is like we just know who's Our good lane. at what. Yeah, at and, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, and we've got. I'd say in the past year we've gotten better at that. Yeah, you know. That's and you guys great. have a child together? Yeah, we have a three-year-old, and then we have one on the way. Wow. Coming so it's a lot. March. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a lot of moving parts. Your
1: <laughs> your girl is three, right? She's three. And you're and you're gonna have a boy in well, March. Oh, so wow. exciting! She's very excited. Yeah, yeah. How is, is she ready to step into that big sister role? And I think she, so. Yeah,
3: yeah she's uh, excited at the opportunity to have someone to boss around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other day she said yep. to me, "Mom, it's going to be really hard to push that baby out." <laughs> <laughs> she's a pelvic floor therapist. And I love. That. Yes, yeah,
1: that's amazing. Actually, yeah. if she wanted to pursue that, I mean, you'd obviously, you know, encourage it. Absolutely,
3: yeah. 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 I think it's an amazing profession. Right. You know, and I feel like not a lot of people can say that they go to work and they love what they do and they develop relationships with patients where they feel like they want to support them right. and they're invested in their care. Yeah. Um, How long does care
0: normally last for, Is it, I guess, or does it vary, obviously, based on their needs?
3: Yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, it does depend on what they're coming for. Like, let's say someone came postpartum with a c-section and they had some scar immobility or they were feeling pain even with intercourse or with orgasm and then they also were having urinary uh, frequency urgency and leakage you know maybe they would need like six to eight sessions you know maybe twice a week six to eight sessions this is just you know, guesstimate general, yeah, yeah. But then people who have weakness, um, postpartum weakness from a tear, let's say during delivery, and they need up training to really get you know transverse abdominis and pelvic floor working together. They need longer. They yeah. need more time. You know, so that might look more like ten weeks mm-hmm. because it takes six weeks to see a muscle change, mm. and then you don't really know like if that muscle has been reapproximated yet. You know, like when they stitch you back up, yeah. it's not always clear cut if the muscle belly is fully back together mm. so those are a little bit more tricky
2: and is it ever quote unquote too late for someone like good um, question like two years and a ago. half years yeah. postpartum is yeah. it too late for me to come in and i would say no
3: there's yeah. tons of stuff you can work on when you come back and people often have the time later yeah you know rather than when their baby is fresh
2: yeah, yeah. right like yeah. that's what i'm saying like how yeah. i went like two or three times and i was like i can't she's only a couple weeks old like yeah. Can I address it now? Absolutely. <laughs> Show yeah. up at your doorstep tomorrow.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <It helps me. laughs> yeah, I don't think it's too late. I think there's a lot of stuff you can cool. do. I've seen people with some scar immobility issues, like seven years postpartum. Wow. You know. I don't know what the data says about that, but the, I honestly, I still see positive changes. So yeah, I
1: guess why not? Right. It's, a, it's your muscles. So yeah, you're like right. working them out. So like, um, do you see a lot of diastasis? Yep. I see yeah.
0: a lot of diastasis. So that, so that, can you explain what that is? Yeah, absolutely.
3: Um, so a diastasis is a sept- not a separation but a stretching of the rectus abdominis okay. along the li- linea alba. So linea alba is a, f- a thick fascial tissue that will connect the two sides of the muscle belly together. Mm-hmm. And so as you get pregnant and become more pregnant, that Tissue has to separate to make room for the baby. Mm-hmm. so Like where it, your
0: belly button is? Exactly. Yeah.
3: It's a myth that only some people get it. I mean, you have to right. attain some form of diastasis yeah. by the third trimester in order to accommodate for the growing baby. Everybody. It definitely did. had that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like even when I sit up, like you might see a little co- yeah. coning, doming, you know, and that's just a stretch in the fascial mm-hmm. tissue. Uh, the question is, does the tension return, you mm-hmm. know, within a – reasonable period of time so about 66 percent should return within three months You know, 66% of people. So if you just round it and say, like, 7 in 10, if you're noticing, like, 3, 4 months that I feel, like, a lot of weakness, mm-hmm. you know, vulnerability, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a big thing people say, yep. then you should be evaluated for by a pelvic floor PT, because yep. they can help create ways to increase the tension, right. you know? And if you just go back to abdominal exercises on your own, mm-hmm. without you the guidance. See, I did worse. that,
1: because yeah. when the doctor was like, oh, you'll feel better when you, you know, lose weight, and I was like, fuck that. I'm, oh. like, on YouTube yeah. trying different things, but I'm like, I just need to go, I just need to do the crunches. I need to work do out. what I was yeah. doing before because I were, used to work out. And I yeah. ended up I don't know what I did to myself, but I was I had awful pain. Oh, no. And that's finally what brought me to a physical therapist. Wow. So, yeah. Um you know, but it helped. I, I you know, I didn't prolong as as long as I should I should have stuck with it longer or really kind of st- st- stayed on top of it. So it took a while, but after going to that just felt like went from like a jelly <laughs> mm-hmm. like no feel almost like no feeling mm-hmm. to yeah. having something holding my my intestines back in together, like, <laughs> right? Yeah, you yeah.
3: really are probably learning to use your transverse abdominis mm-hmm. muscles, which go east to west, yep. which are different than the rectus, which go north to south. Yeah. And so if you really can feel like you can engage, you can create a corset-like, yep. you know, tightness yeah. there, which will make your back feel more supported, your mm-hmm. pelvic floor more supported. Right. It's all about the balance. Yeah, needing to be sucked back in. Yeah, and weight really doesn't have anything to do with this. No. You know, so that right. – that wasn't really the Yeah, right I was direction.
1: like, I just. It's not weight. I looked mm. pregnant. Yeah, it's a fascial. Like when you think <laughs> and, about like a cone. Like you said, like yep. anytime I would like, sit up in any way, I'd have this huge mm. cone right here. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's pressure. Yeah.
3: You're just seeing where the pressure's going and it'll go to the weakest point.
1: Mm-hmm. Even now, I, I, I work out pretty often. Um, I try to avoid, like, the crunching. Like, I actually picked up some really good stuff off of your Instagram to use oh, nice. at the gym too, good. to help. Like, exercises? Yeah, definitely. Like, at, at your, your core muscles, because yes. doing some certain things are not good if you still have diastasis. I mean, it's gotten a lot better, but... Yeah, right? but some I some people like, will just push through without realizing they're doing more damage. Mm-hmm.
3: Sure, yeah. yeah. There's it's a, two different mindsets. Like some people are super fearful, like they can't do anything, which is not right either. Mm-hmm. You know, they can do a lot of things and should be able to go back to what they wanted to do before. Um, and then there's the other end where you're just overdoing it, yeah. you know, that's without right. really using the breath properly, right. knowing how to control pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. Because you have pressure that's imbalanced, and that pressure needs to go somewhere, yeah, right? Right. through an exhale right, versus through a diastasis or through a prolapse mm-hmm. or leakage or something like that, too. Is that
1: something you're doing now? You know, like any sort of abdominal... Exercises or breathing to kind of like con- like keep it strong.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean you have to find the balance because you also want to allow for the tummy to expand. Yeah, you know, so it's right. like you're fighting, fighting, fighting. Oh, yeah. You know, when you're We're pregnant, supposed to do it. Yeah, you no, know, people think you should be doing kegels and crunches, and really, I feel like you have to let the body expand in reason. You know, yeah. so maybe I do a little bit of like transverse abs yeah. stuff, and yep. you know, through I do some yoga, but I'm not on the floor by any means doing any. Yeah, crunches right or core, right. Yeah, exactly any. <laughs> thing like that more isometric things Mm -hmm. meaning like I'm not shortening too much and yeah gentle I feel like I'm pretty gentle with myself right in pregnancy but that's just personal
1: yeah yeah definitely
3: love to exercise but I'll feel more comfortable probably Mm postpartum
1: sweet how many people are are in your practice you have is it just you and your husband or you have other people that um, professionals that are coming in to help
3: Yeah, we have others. So we have – we actually just recently added a sports medicine and lifestyle medicine doctor who – What's lifestyle medicine? Yeah, there's different pillars to lifestyle medicine um, where they look at – even things as complex as, like, oh, how bonded is this person with other people? Like, how are their relationships? Oh. How's their nutrition? You know, they're, they're looking at all different aspects of, of health, approach. more holistic, yeah. What is that called? Lifestyle medicine? Lifestyle medicine.
0: Oh, I like that. That is very neat.
3: Yeah. yeah. And for our population, it's great, you know, for having people who are really struggling to get better or dealing with chronic pain yeah. to have someone to refer to. In that way, that's, we're looking for, she's only just started, so. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. We'll see how that goes. We have an acupuncturist who's been great. People love to see him, Dr. Kevin. We have an, uh, another occupational therapist who is a pelvic floor therapist with a dance background who teaches Pilates. So, so she's wow. great for all the diastasis patients. Yeah, yeah Another OT that specializes in hand therapy, a chiropractor. That sounds amazing. I know. Two other physical therapists. Closer. Yeah. Yeah. So so far, but yeah, we're Robbinsville, so I feel like from here it's probably a little bit of a ride. What's the name of your practice? It's Paragon. Paragon Paragon Sports, Mm -hmm. Spine, and Wellness. That's awesome.
1: That
0: sounds like a great
3: practice. It really does. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, we're trying. You know, we're a small little dot in the ocean, but like we're trying to create you know, a holistic environment for healing.
1: How did you meet your husband? In in the industry? In the industry, yeah.
3: yeah. So um, when I moved back home after college, you know, somewhere around 2010, uh, I think we graduated around the same time, and then our one of our first jobs was in Princeton mm-hmm. at a similar, like, integrated model place, but uh, when we first met, we didn't get along at all. No, <laughs> really? Yeah. We're just so different, you know? He, oh, I thought gosh. he was too arrogant, and he <laughs> thought awesome. I was too, like, outgoing, and That's um, so funny. You know, was, then you realized you were in love. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> yeah. We had to work together, you know? We're going to right. lunches, and... I know he must have bought me lunch one time
2: and I was like, not <laughs> too bad. <laughs> it's kind of nice. Okay? All right, and You're yeah. Pretty close, right. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. And then you guys are business partners, parents. That's so cool. Yeah, a lot yeah. of things together. Yeah,
3: try to use our differences for, for the good. For good.
2: Right. Yeah. fight mean, <laughs> good, not evil. Right. Yeah, it's
3: been beneficial, honestly. A lot of learning along the way on both, of, both yeah. of our parts. I
1: mean, and that's all
3: relationships, right?
1: They're going to yeah. be a work in progress over time. But I give you guys so much credit. To be business owners, it's it's scary yeah. and it's risky, especially in medical. I'm yeah. sure the medical world is changing and
0: fees and all that. Mm-hmm. So that is amazing that you guys are doing it and tackling it and doing it, I think, in a thoughtful way. Yeah,
3: yeah, we're trying. We feel blessed to have the opportunity. Honestly, you know, yeah. it's also scary going to a nine to five job every day mm-hmm. and not knowing if you'll still have your job. Totally. Or, oh, I know. would take entrepreneurship over that. Yeah, I recommend it to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's scary and it's busy, but right. you know, at
1: least you only you have, have to be yourself built for it. Yeah. 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 And you are originally from Ireland.
0: Yes. When did you move
3: to the United States? Born in Ireland. Um, We moved in 1992, so I was about six years old. Oh, over. Do
0: you have memories growing up there? That's That's so cool. I still
3: go back. I just took my daughter in September for my nana turning 80. Yeah. I love it there. I recommend everyone to go. Aww, People it's on the lane. list. Yeah, that's they love amazing. Americans and they'll treat you really well. Yeah. Did your family come here for work? Yeah, my dad's an engineer, and uh, we moved over to try. I think it was a new job for a year, but you know, we ended up getting enrolled in school oh, and,
1: and sorry, like you know, making friends. Thirty something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Very. Cool. I love that. Sweet. Thank you so much for coming on yeah, to and sharing all of your knowledge. I think this is going to help a ton of yeah, women Yeah, we have to blast men. it out. Yeah, and um, we're going to tag all of your accounts and
0: everything. You have an
3: Instagram. I guess thank you Paragon. so much. Yeah, Paragon. Yep, Paragon awesome. Pelvic Health, and then we have a Paragon Sports Find and Wellness. Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely link it. Sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you for having me. You know, thank I appreciate you. it. Thank
1: you. For sure. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys next week.